Glory to you, O Lord. Our gospel this morning is from Luke chapter 2, verses 22 through 40. And Luke records, When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon. He was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Now moved by the Holy Spirit, he went into the temple courts, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him into his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. And then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This child is destined to cause the following, falling and the rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Penuel of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshiped night and day fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth, and the child grew and became strong, and he was filled with wisdom and the grace of God. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. I need to take a brief walk here. I forgot my notes. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth 
and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. This is the first Sunday after Christmas, and today's Gospel of Luke uh, aligns up with some of the conversations I had this last week about the power of the Holy Spirit and how essential uh, he is as part of the triune God and the power that comes through him. The temple in uh, first century Jerusalem was a busy place. If we consider the number of Jews that lived in the world in Jesus' day, and then we consider all of the ceremonial laws that required a trip to the temple in Jerusalem. So it wasn't that you went down to the local synagogue and took care of these things. All the Jews in all the world had to come to Jerusalem to observe the law of Moses. It was a very busy place of constant activity. So who knows? Nobody really, but who knows how many parents brought their firstborn baby boys into the temple on the day that Mary and Joseph presented Jesus to the Lord. How can we know? Who knows? Nobody can. How many mothers were there that day for their right of purification after giving birth? And then to the rest of the people, Mary and Joseph and Jesus would just seem to be just another family. They were there to fulfill the law that God gave them through his servant Moses. So the question is, how then? How in the world were Simeon and Anna able to pick Jesus out of that crowd? How did they know that Jesus was consolation, redemption, and salvation? And how is it that the rest of the crowd saw nothing special? The words, inspired words of Luke, well, gives us the answer. Luke connects Simeon to the Holy Spirit three times. The Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit. And he came in the Spirit into the temple. Three times the Holy Spirit is mentioned. Now Martin Luther reminds us in his explanation of the third article of the Creed when he says the Holy Spirit calls, the Holy Spirit gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies. So, the Holy Spirit called Simeon to faith. Luke tells us that he was righteous and devout. He was righteous in God's eyes. He was conscientious and a faithful believer. The Holy Spirit enlightened Simeon. 
The Holy Spirit told Simeon that he would see God's Christ before he died. And the Holy Spirit gathered Simeon. He led Simeon to the temple at just the right time for him to see this baby Jesus. And Luke gives us the impression that Simeon was waiting for Jesus when Mary and Joseph brought him into the temple. We can imagine Simeon waiting near the entrance to the temple and watching parents during their firstborn sons, bringing them along to present them to the Lord. And we can imagine then when Mary and Joseph entered with Jesus, we can imagine the Holy Spirit telling Simeon, this one, this is the one. And can you imagine Mary's surprise when she entered the temple and this man reverently removed Jesus from her arms and began to worship him. Now, we might be inclined to downplay this event. We might remark, well, wasn't it nice that God made this special arrangement with Simeon? The, uh, the story about Anna is also very nice. These are truly heartwarming events. But what have they got to do with me, you might ask? I'm going to tell you. Just as the Holy Spirit led Simeon and Anna to Jesus in the temple, he also leads people to Jesus today. The Holy Spirit is the only way anyone can see Jesus. The Holy Spirit is the only one who provides and strengthens the faith that allows us to see the truth about Jesus. Now, I don't mean that no one else in the temple saw Jesus. Surely there were people that saw this baby. Anyone who looked in the right direction would be sure to see Joseph and Mary and the cute little newborn son. And they might even have felt a sense of fellowship with the parents, since many were there to present their firstborn as well. They would feel the continuity of the tradition of laws being performed, being obeyed, being practiced. They would feel all of these things and more, but they would not, they could not understand that Jesus was special. They would not understand that here is God in the flesh, that here is the Savior of mankind. And much the same thing happens today. There are many people. Many people believe in the historical Jesus. They will be quick to admit that Jesus lived on this earth. They will be ready to believe that Jesus did good deeds that he taught good teachings and is a fine example 
to anyone and for anyone to emulate. They are ready to praise his bravery in criticizing the oppressive political establishment of his day. Anyone who is intellectually honest must agree that Jesus changed history in a very big way. They must agree that his influence continues even to this very day. They see the historical Jesus, but they don't see the Son of God who's come to the earth. They see the historical Jesus, but they don't see the Savior of mankind. They may see the historical Jesus, but they don't see the true Jesus. Only the Holy Spirit can reveal the true Jesus to our eyes through the gift of faith that he gives. The Holy Spirit opens our spiritual eyes so that we become aware of our need for a Savior. Let me say that one more time. The Holy Spirit opens our spiritual eyes so that we become aware of our need for a Savior. He shows us that we have not loved God with our whole heart and that we have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. He shows us that we have not done what God commands. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, we see the reality of the terrible, eternal punishment that our sins deserve. However, the Holy Spirit does not leave us in that predicament. He gives us the same faith, the same faith that allowed Simeon to see God's salvation. And through that faith, we also see the salvation that God has prepared in the presence of all peoples. We see the baby in Simeon's arms grow up to take our sins and our guilt to the cross. We see the sword pierce Mary's heart as she watches her son suffer and die on the cross. But we also know that her son's suffering and dying free her and us from sin. The Holy Spirit opens our eyes with the faith that allows us to see our sins taken away from us by his perfect work on the cross. The vision we receive from the Holy Spirit also shows us Christ's triumph over death. By the power of the Holy Spirit, we see Jesus alive once again, risen from the dead, and now ascended to his throne in heaven. We see that he fills all things in heaven and on earth, that he is with us always, even if we cannot see him with our physical eyes. 
the gift of faith that we received from the Holy Spirit gives us the sight that we need to look at Jesus Christ and to see our Lord and our Savior. Without the Holy Spirit, without the Holy Spirit, people look at Jesus' life and they say, isn't it sad that he died so young? Think of what he could have done if, he, if they hadn't, if they wouldn't have crucified him on the cross. With the Holy Spirit's gift of faith, we can see that the crucifixion on the cross is the truest expression of God's essence. We see it as the act of salvation that it is. We say, look what Jesus did through the crucifixion on the cross. That's why we preach Christ and him crucified here. Now, later in today's service, let us remember. Let us remember Simeon's words as they are recorded in the gospel according to Luke. The Holy Spirit will use those words to remind us that we have not only seen, but also tasted salvation as received through the bread and the wine of the sacrament. The Holy Spirit will strengthen and keep us in the one true faith unto life everlasting. In the name of Jesus, amen.